You are listening to Echo's brand new podcast. Welcome back to Echo the Podcast, where in this episode we're talking to Laura Morano, whose brand new movie, The Royal Treatment, is out now on Netflix. And listen to our interview with Laura right now. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm so good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, thanks for being up this early. I know it's early in Los Angeles. Um, no, we're all good. I had to get up a few hours ago, actually, for more interviews. So we're okay. good. Um, it, did You were doing East Coast Press, I'm assuming? Yeah, all the East Coast Press today. I love it. And it's funny because I stayed up a little late to celebrate the movie coming out with some of my fans. So maybe I'm on like four and a half hours of sleep, but we're good. We're ready to go. <laughs> that's totally that's totally understandable. Um, so, well, before we talk about the movie, I know you, um, you know, back in December, I think it was, you released Dance With You with uh, Gray. And I wanted to just ask you about like that collaboration and how it kind of came together yeah we released it right on the last day of the year of december um dance with you was a song that i wrote specifically for the movie you know i knew i wanted to write a song for the movie and have a song of mine in the end titles or in the last scene um and so we have this dance moment in the movie that i was quite inspired by and I, uh, someone on my team, I was kind of talking about this idea with the, my music team and some of my team reps, the original writers of Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody, uh, which Shannon Rubicon and George Merrill, who are absolutely incredible people, which is obviously a heavy influence on Dance With You. We interpolate the song. So I started working on it. Once I knew I could use that song, I mean, I made my life as a songwriter way easier. I using one of the best songs ever written as uh, essentially an influence and a sample in, in this song. So, you know, I started working on a few ideas um, and I actually was uh, working on it and record the demo while I was in New Zealand filming the movie. Then I worked on the demo with a few collaborators I work with in Australia, and we sent it to the director um, for his edit. But it certainly wasn't finished yet. I just wanted the director to have something to kind of work off of. So when I came back to LA, I met up with Gray. I had never worked with them before, never met them. And someone, again, on my team kind of connected us. And they really liked the demo and were like, we'd love to reproduce it. Um, Michael uh, of, of Gray, Kyle and Michael are this amazing brother duo. And Michael uh, sang on it. And they both wrote a verse for him to sing. And it's so good. His voice is so good. The verse is so good. And the production is bananas i truly was such a fan of them and i think being able to work with them on the song was really cool i was it was definitely um intimidating because they're so successful and i from there i re-recorded my vocals in la with them and dance with you the major village taking collaboration was born so that's the version that you hear in the movie and that's the version we released um i still can't wait to watch the movie i'm Probably gonna watch it with my friend on Saturday, but yay! Big dance mo- moments in movies, so I'm really excited to hear that. That is kind of at the end and just a big like celebration. So I'm excited for that scene. Yeah, I mean the dance moment isn't at the end. The song's at the end, and it's certainly it's so funny. I always say this. I'm like, obviously you know this, but I feel like I'm just saying it's certainly not a dance movie by 
any means. You know, it's really more um, this moment. It was actually one of my favorite scenes to film. I don't want to give too much away, but it's just uh, a moment in the middle of the film that I think, you know, is uh, a, a, an important moment for my character, Izzy, and Mina Masood's character, Prince Thomas, and their, and their arc together. Um, and then I know you also have a kind of a different style of song that came out. Did it just come out today, the one with Rabble? Came out today, where it's kind of hurt, yes. Um, so talk about like the contrast of sounds in terms of like dance with you compared to the song um, Worst Kind of Hurt. That just, I mean, I know the title of the songs itself kind of are self-explanatory, so they're very different in terms of titles, but um, talk about the contrast of like the moods of the songs and how they relate to them to like those scenes in the movies and that hundred percent yeah i think it's a a great question because exactly as you point out songs are very very different um and also have very different stories in terms of their place in the film not just in the scenes they apply to but how they got in the movie dance with you like i said I knew I wanted to have the end title song and work on that and was hoping everyone liked it and everyone did. Um, Worst Kind of Hurt was a song I wrote for myself. Had The film was not in my mind at all when I wrote the song. I'm going through a breakup. It was very much inspired by that. So I, I never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that I was going to get a second song in the film and this, you know, this song was going to be in the film, especially because it's so personal. It's a ballad. It's, um, you know, a song that's a quite painful breakup song, but about two people who really love each other. Um, and so the first verse in the solo version very much applies to kind of my ex and I, we were together for a few years and that is very much not the case with, uh, my character Izzy and, and Prince Thomas, right? They like, I, we kind of don't know how long they know each other. I kind of always say it was like maybe like two weeks ish. Um, so they weren't together for four years. So, you know, when the director asked me if I had a song that might work for uh, this particular scene, then I'll talk a little bit more about, um, you know, I actually was talking to him about a couple other songs that I had and I happened to show him this one and he thought it really worked and Netflix thought it really worked. And I tweaked the first verse lyrics to apply to the characters a bit more. And it's funny listening, though I know it's about two people who were together for a few years and now aren't together and still love each other. It actually really works perfectly for the movie in the way of, again, two people who love each other who can't be together and how painful that is. Um, and the director also thought having the song be a duet and have a male perspective to, again, mirror Prince Thomas and Izzy both having this pain um it was the reason why we you know went to look for a duet partner and i'm obsessed with rabel as i like i think he is so crazy talented so i also never thought we would get him especially because when a long story short we had to move very fast if i was going to have the song in the film um you know it, it, it was going to be that or score and Everyone was looking more into having a song, even though our score was beautiful. John Graham killed it, our composer. But um, we were like mixing like the next week. Like we had a few days. Rabel was going on tour. So I was just like, I don't even know if this is going to happen. It was a very stressful <laughs> little bit of time. Um, was wearing a lot of hats for sure. As a producer, I was like, we got to move on. Either this is going to happen. And as an artist, I was obviously really wanting it to work. So 
Ravel like busted it out, recorded it while he was on tour. And the movie version actually is slightly different than the version we released today, but very, very subtly different. Um, and the scene is this dramatic scene between Izzy and Thomas, um, where it seems like it 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 isn't gonna work out between them. Um, Dance with you is at the end of the film. Don't want to give too much away, Will, but it's a rom-com. I think we can all assume that it has a happy ending for whatever that means to people. And so Dance With You is the song that encompasses the film, has that joy, and, you know, has us end on a really happy, loving, exciting note. Um, I'm always a sucker for happy endings, so I'm happy about that. Same. Same, Um, especially right now. So obviously, speaking of filming the movie and everything, did you have a favorite scene that you filmed? I mean, it sounds like you, I know you filmed partially in New York, right? Is that correct? So I love that you just said that because I know you haven't seen it yet, but even from the trailer, we actually filmed it all in New Zealand, but yes, part of the movie takes place in New York, but we had to make this um, city or town in the South Island of New Zealand, Dunedin, look like New York. And I have to say our production designer freaking killed it. Like I think did a really great job. Yeah, so it was all filmed in New Zealand, which is kind of amazing. Shows how, you know, uh, diverse and uh, adaptable the country is. Um, it, it We made it into this beautiful uh, made-up country that no one really knows what continent it's on, which I kind of love. And then we have New York. It's great. Um, I love that it's kind of in that concept. It's kind of like a Princess Diaries moment of like Genovia being made up. A hundred percent. Also, I love that they always made up countries and rom-coms always end in like Ia, like Genovia, Lavania. Um, Netflix has quite a few. Aldovia and the Christmas Prince, Belgravia and the Princess Switch. So a lot of Ias. (laughs) Um, Do you have a favorite scene that you guys filmed in the movie? Yeah, you know, I really actually love the dance in the film, which was our last scene we actually shot. Um, it was very cold and it was very late at night and it was very, very fun. We had all these people just, you know, I, I really think that scene watching it is one of my favorites and filming it was also one of my favorites. Um, you know, I think the there's a scene between um, me uh, and Grace and Chelsea, who play Destiny and Lola, um, Cameron, who plays Walter, uh, that we're all cooking um, and like drinking wine and like dancing. And that scene was really, really fun to film as well. Okay. Anything that has wine is always fun. Uh, always, always. So when you got the script, I'm, and it sounds like you were the, even the producer of this movie a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I got sent it, but um, in like fall 2019 and workshopped it with our writer, Holly Hester, a little bit. And then we um, pitched it to Netflix and they wanted to do it. So it was great. I'm assuming there's there was that whole pandemic thing that happened. So I'm assuming it got <laughs> Not sure what you're talking about. But how did you make shift with what happened being, I mean, being a producer for the film? I mean, how did you kind of make shift and um, work around that? I mean, I'm assuming. Yeah, a hundred percent. To be honest, a big workaround was New Zealand, right? Originally we were going to film it in Europe on um, uh, somewhere there. And because the numbers were so crazy everywhere, literally everywhere except it felt like New Zealand, we um, 
research castles in New Zealand. Like literally, by the way, I made it sound way more, um, way more professional than it was. It was just a Google search. It was literally like castles in New Zealand. And we found Larna Castle, which is where, um, in Dunedin, which is where we filmed the movie. And, um, you know, approached the New Zealand Film Commission and started working on that. And it was such an amazing experience to not only film in New Zealand because of the amazing cast and crew, but to film and just be in a place that didn't have COVID. You didn't have that worry. We still follow COVID protocols just because, you know, due to union rules and Netflix protocol. But essentially, we didn't have that fear of getting it because it did not exist. So it was a little bit there was an extra precaution and a, even a slight vanity thing almost of, of you know, masking up and, and being as safe as possible, though I was into it. Um, it's funny, though, because it was such a, lo- a logistical choice to film in New Zealand. However, I feel it was one of our best creative choices without us creatively necessarily deciding that um, because New Zealand is so stunning. It feels like a really a, a scenery we don't see often, even with this subgenre that we do see often. It usually looks like Europe. Um, and the, the people in New Zealand are so talented. They're so lovely but they're so talented. Like we just had a really talented group of people who were kind and lovely and it was an amazing time. That always makes it easier. I feel like when working on movies, hundred percent makes it feel more like home a little bit. hundred percent. So I know the movie's called the Royal treatment. Um, so I want to kind of ask like a fun question. Um, what would you consider, what would you consider a Royal treatment on a date? Ooh, um, ooh, I love this question. Uh, I love, I love someone who cooks or provides the food. I definitely, um, you know, maybe, maybe this wasn't always the case and maybe I'm so influenced by COVID, but I'm like, I don't love going out anymore. Um, so I definitely am into, I've been cooking a lot more, but I, I'm like, uh, I, I'm starting to learn to enjoy it more. But if, you know, my date would cook a, a lovely, maybe even Italian meal, I'd be very happy. Um, I think um, someone I think who just puts in a lot of effort. I did go on a date once that was very special and it was outside. It was special for a lot of reasons, but it was outside. It was a few years ago. And my date, had, I mean, he went, there's no specific reason. It wasn't like an anniversary or anything. It was literally just like a date. Um, we'd seen each other for a bit. So it wasn't like a first date or anything because it would be intense if this was the first date. But he put, it was in the park. He got um, sugarfish sushi, which I love, and to go. And he put lights in the trees. Like, yeah, kind of ridiculous. Like, he spent, like, a few hours doing this. Um, and we, uh, you know, had sugarfish together outside. He brought blankets because I get cold really easily. He was playing Joni Mitchell. He brought some wine. It was, like, it was a ridiculous date. So I feel like that date in general was the epitome of the royal treatment. That sounds really like even the lights in the tree. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> so much work and so much work for a date that was like, it wasn't like a special date or anything. It was just, we had to been together for a few months and um, I think he just wanted to do something special and he did. Well, A plus points for him. Yes. Um, so I know this movie kind of, you know, combines both your passions, music 
and acting. Um, just talk about getting into like being in a movie because I know, I mean, obviously it's more professional or like mature versus Austin and Allie where that was acting and music at the same time. But this is kind of your first like, is it your first project that you're kind of doing both music and acting kind of in a mature setting? Um, it a hundred percent is my first project where I have music associated with the project, but I'm not singing it in in the movie or TV show, right? I am singing it, yeah. but I'm not singing it like as in fact when I mentioned um I want to do a song in the film, someone on the creative team was kind of like oh, do you want Izzy to sing the song? And I was like, no, no, I'm like, Izzy's not a singer. She's a hairstylist. Like, that is not what I want. And, you know, in the perfect date, the producers of that movie were so lovely and um, did include two of my original songs uh, in the movie, but they really weren't, like, heavily featured. They were, like, in the background. I actually really don't even know where one of them is. Um, But I know is in it. Um, This one is the first time that, you have the music part of my life and my passion and the film and television acting part of my life, my passion that are so synergized, but so distinct and different. If people weren't following the press of this movie, they might not know that either of these songs are my songs because they fit really perfectly for the film. And I hope they like the songs in general. Um, So it's been a really amazing experience, like you said, of having you know, it feels like a, a, a bit of a mature step of my journey of I'm I'm having these songs in a film of mine, which is so cool, but it's not part of the plot of the film. It's not like, you know, I'm a singer songwriter, though I love playing those characters and I obviously have, but um, it was really important to me to music wasn't part of the plot you know what i mean like it was I've, I've done it i probably will do it again in the future but she's izzy my character is very distinct from that um and my original songs also are very much like my songs also in alley a cinderella story christmas wish um i love have the i love having the opportunity of doing those songs but they're certainly not my songs like my artist songs that i wrote and are about my life or anything like that um, if you could set up a fan kind of in a setting for them to listen to Worst Kind of Hurt um, in any setting, what setting would that be? Ooh, love that question, especially because all my fans last night um, were just sending me uh, pictures and videos of them crying, listening to it. Um, and I was like, I'm so happy you're connecting the song, but I'm so sad that you're so sad. So I think the perfect setting would be um, in your bedroom with a box of tissues, uh, potentially some ice cream or some sort of uh, sugary delight that is going to bring happiness into your life as you are crying. Um and I think though it is like it's a it's a sad moodier song, so you know, kind of maybe some candles are lit, maybe it's just kind of a little zen space for you to reflect. Maybe there's a journal for you to journal all the feelings. I've, I have had a lot of fans who either have been like, I really resonate with this song, like I'm I'm going through it, but I've had a lot of fans who are like, I don't necessarily resonate with meaning the song, and yet I'm still really connecting to and feeling something and that's something i love about music so whether you connect or not just journal and reflect and cry 
Um, I have to have one of those nights. I haven't had those in a while. <laughs> They're important. They're at least important to my sanity, for sure. Um, and then last question. We kind of asked this with everybody we interview, but um, what's one quote that you've heard in life that you'd want to echo out to your fans? Uh, I just um, actually had a quote from Jack Kerouac that I feel like I'm going to butcher and paraphrase. Um and it's something to the effect of this, but it's essentially like be in love with every minute of your life. And I, I don't know, I read that a little bit ago and I really, it really connected to me because I think it's so easy, um, whether you're in the entertainment industry or just a human being in this earth, um, to not live in the moment, to worry about the future, which obviously we have to do to a certain extent, um, and to keep kind of pushing yourself and not feel um, satisfied or grateful for what you have currently. I know, you know, in 2019, that was a really amazing year for me as an actress. Um, and I had, you know, all these different movies come out. And I just remember not taking that in and not celebrating the moment. Um, and I was like, I, that's not good to do. I need to celebrate more moments. And then COVID happened. And I was like, ah, um, so I'm definitely really working on being in love with every minute of my life, no matter what that holds. Um, life's hard and it's okay to also be in those hard spots, but just welcoming life in general and the fact that we are all alive and here on this earth and connecting and celebrating that, being in the moment is really important. That is so true. Um, I love that quote. Thank you. That was a great way to end it. Um, thank you, Will, so much. Thank you so much, Laura. I really, I, I can't wait to watch the movie. But um, I can't wait for you to see it too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Echo the Podcast, where we chatted with Laura Morano about our brand new movie, as well as her two new singles. Make sure you stream the movie on Netflix right now. Thanks. You can follow along with Echo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.